0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast, how are you doing this week? What has been happening today is another very busy day and I really hope you guys have had a absolutely wonderful week and you'll be listening to this this Sunday after last week's podcast which was about, remind me now if you listen to it, I love you very very much about chrononutrition. so that one did really well, people liked that one actually as well as the last couple ones have been doing quite nicely but I thought I would take a little break from the Science Aid podcast and give you a little kind of more personal podcast this week so we're talking today about 10 things I've learned in one year of my PhD so absolutely insane I can't even believe it but almost one year is up of the PhD which is just I don't even I don't even know how this year has gone so fast. I mean, my year's up in at the very very beginning of October. So we have about a month left and uh, the reason I'm thinking about this podcast this week is because I have my progression 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 review um should be coming up really really soon and I've been thinking about the past year of my PhD and what we've done, what I've learned and it's kind of inspired this podcast of 10 things I've learned um, in the past year relating to my PhD. I think it's a super nice thing, I should do this every year but this year has been absolutely uh, magical as well as incredibly different and exciting and really just a role like no other and I've absolutely loved every minute of it I can't actually believe I think one of the, my kind of worries a year ago starting the PhD was you know would I like it would I enjoy it is there going to be elements of it that I absolutely hate and to be honest I really found I love every part of it I really enjoy doing a PhD and I really enjoy the lifestyle of it I really enjoy the kind of self-driven motivated aspect of it as well as I don't like that bit but we can talk about that in a little bit anyway Um, and kind of the free reign that you get there's a lot to it that I've absolutely loved so without further ado let's get into it here are some 10 points of things that I've learned in my PhD so number one is the real learning starts now and PhD student is right I will I'll tell you that much you do learn a lot very very fast I saw a meme thing on LinkedIn actually of all places about like PhD what a PhD's role actually is and it's like there's like a hundred million different things and it's so true you are just constantly thrown in the deep end with a lot of different roles a lot of different things and it's it's super it's super fun I actually really like that about it I mean I've always done kind of a little bit of everything when I was doing my degree I still do my podcast and uh, my blog and all these things and they're all kind of I was doing a lot of things at once I've never really ever just done one thing at once so it actually suits me quite a lot but you do have to learn and you just be thrown in the deep end really really quickly but I absolutely love that about the PhD (laughs) is that we're always learning and just because you're at this kind of academic level does not mean for an instant that you are you know you know everything or you're smarter than everyone else or whatever that rubbish is you are just learning masses like everyone else and that's number one. Number two is self-motivation can be impossible at times. I've put brackets well most of the time. And I didn't quite realise what I was getting into with the PhD with self-motivation. Absolutely everything you do is self-motivated. You know, you don't have anyone telling you you have to be here uh, you know, nine to five every day. You don't have anyone telling you when or when you can't work or what you should do or what you shouldn't do you really are just in it alone with huge huge help from your supervisors but the your supervisors are not in any way uh, responsible for your working or when you do work when you don't work uh, when you take call days they literally are there just to help you know inform your practice inform your work they're not there to kind of set schedules for you just like, you know, undergraduate is where you have classes to go to, you have things to do, you have a set hours on things. It's just not like that. You are literally just let loose to get on with it as much and as best as you can. And that can be really difficult at times to self-motivate. And I've always kind of regarded myself as quite a highly self-motivated person. And I think I am, but I think the PhD definitely tests those limits. Because if you have to get up every day and do something where there's actually no real consequences, if you take a day off, it's uh, it's pretty difficult to keep going and to show up every single day. And there's been so many days where I have not done nearly as much work as I should because of that fact is that you don't really have any real consequences to not working 100% all the time but there is such a large amount of work to be done on the PhD that it never really ends so if you're taking time off you always feel like oh my gosh I should be working and and all of that so self-motivation with the PhD is so difficult because that is the entirety of it and it can be really 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 hard to get up every day and get your mind into something where you know you're not forced to be there every day so like normal jobs you're like all right Monday to Friday nine to five I'm going to be working and there's nothing I can do about it I'll just be there PhDs are just not like that and it takes a massive amount of self-motivation to get up there every day and and do it as much as you can and as best as you can Um, and it's it's really hard to battle your brain to be like Oh well, not. I can just take a couple of hours now, like it's fine, and it's so hard to do that, and that's definitely something that I have been pushing myself towards over the past year. But hopefully, um, it will it will get a bit better as the time goes on. But I would, I really need to get myself in a proper schedule, but it's been really difficult uh, with current circumstances, and not being at the place at uni, and oh my god, there's so many issues with that. But that's number two. Number three is being self-funded wasn't as bad as I thought, and I, d- I think most people know this now. But I do a self-funded PhD, so I don't get paid to do my PhD. Uh, I don't pay anything to the PhD, which is luckier than than most. But I um, there's a lot of, a lot of people do self-funded PhDs. It's very hard to get funding towards topics, especially my topic, which is quite I want to say controversial, quite different something that some you know there isn't funding set up for this topic so it's very hard to get funding but it has actually been a much better experience than i thought i kind of thought you know there's no way I, there's no possible way i could do this for 4 years um but that's you know really not been the case there's been a lot of different work available for me over the time you are able to do a lot of different work you're able to learn a lot about a lot of different disciplines and really You know, do a plethora of different jobs and little contracts here and there, which basically just massively help you learn and help you gain experience in a way that, you know, fully funded PhD students wouldn't have the time to do. And also without being funded as well, you don't have that person or the organisation telling you this is the way I want this to go or this is where I want you to be, which is really, really great because really my PhD is completely self-directed by my own kind of where I want it to go and where my supervisors want it to go, which is really great not having that external person being like, right. In order for you to make money, you have to do it this way, which I think I would struggle a lot with. And with, my, with the self-funded element of it, I really get to guide it in the way that I want. I don't need to do certain things like certain funding. You need to do lots of teaching for certain funding. You have to do like a lot of different um, elements of different things to kind of comply with them and I don't need to do that which is absolutely fantastic but also gives me a lot less pressure and a lot less time that I can use to make money as well so it's been interesting say the least but I thought it was going to be way 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 harder than it was and that was definitely a little bit of a revelation. Number four, there are so many opportunities to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Uh, I don't think, I, reala- I realised this either at the start, was that absolutely every week in your PhD you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you're doing things that are scary, you're learning things that don't make sense, or you're talking in front of a group of people that are professionals, or you are uh, teaching people on things you don't understand Um It's absolutely insane the amount of times you get put out of your comfort zone in a PhD and it is tiring but also massively rewarding and you make so much personal as well as academic improvements really, really quickly in your PhD and I've really, really, really loved that. This kind of leads on to number five as well is presentations haven't got that much easier yet and I don't think they really ever will. Uh, presentations are a really, really common part of a PhD. You do them all the time. Me do lots of different kinds and lots with lots of different people, and it's it's pretty difficult always to hype yourself up for a presentation or like interviews, things like that. Very difficult, but is something that again pushes you to your limits and really lets you learn more about yourself, makes you improve, and I'm so grateful for that. Number six is people support you and. I really like this point, this point of it is that people want to support you, people want to help you, people want to um give you your knowledge, give them your knowledge, no, give, give them their knowledge to you and they want to help you, they want to help you succeed you know you there's so much training and available to you your supervisors have so much expertise they want to give you they want to give you opportunities they want to give you things that uh, other people might not receive also other people in the division help you and also the graduate school everyone within the graduate school is super kind super compassionate people like to support phd students because they are going through it and that's quite a nice culture around Uh, postgraduate study and I think it's something that I didn't quite realise as well as the amount of sport I would get at a PhD level obviously because PhD is so high up that you would think that you wouldn't get like an extreme amount of sport but you really do and I have found that to be such a nice thing about my PhD. Number seven is put yourself out there and I learned that one Very early on as well, to really make moves in your PhD, you have to put yourself out there, you have to talk to people, you have to email people, you have to be involved with things, you have to do talks, you have to do presentations, you have to be involved in your subject as much as you can. And that is definitely something, again, that pushes out your comfort zone, but again, something that massively encourages you to be better in many different facets of your life which I've really enjoyed kind of being kind of an expert you could say in this very specific niche field in nutrition and uh, it's really there's a lot of opportunities within that field because of the unique position that you're in doing you know in-depth research on it. Number eight is you do need a break too and and this is the same kind of thing with the self-motivated aspect is that you're also in charge of when you take holidays if you take holidays you know liaising with everyone it's so difficult to make sure you take a break and I found that out the hard way kind of I got almost like a year in and I'm like I really need to take a break now Um, and that was definitely hard as well like trying to figure out the best way to take a break that least interferes with your studies or with certain things that are going on like around about the end of the year you obviously have a lot finishing up so I had a big experiment that I was kind of tying up and I did not want to get in the way of that before it finished so I was like waiting till that finished and then it's like well this is getting I'm pushing it to the limits now I'm feeling burnt out tired and all of that so you really need to like schedule in breaks for yourself which is is crazy and taking a break is absolutely necessary and definitely learning that the hard way as well but it'll be great going into year two I might have breaks set out all the way through a year and um, I hope if it's not too busy <laughs> um yes so number nine creating structure when you don't have to is really hard and this kind of the same point as like a nine-to-five job every day you really have to set yourself a nine-to-five every day um, even more than that at times to and actually go and do something like I really struggle to get work done in the house in a big way so when I come to uni or when I co- go to a coffee shop or something I tend to be more productive so kind of like setting out a structure in the week so I'm going to do nine to five Monday to Friday and I'm going to do it here you know without non-negotiable is really important because if you don't do that then your work just spills out to 24 7 24 hours the day you're concerned about it and if you have that structure then you're able to keep the work in those hours and move on afterwards after those hours or the weekend and all of that so setting that structure is really hard and i'm telling you right now i have definitely not mastered it yet Um, and it's been very difficult with certain things but it's definitely something that is really hard to do when you do not have a structure set out or you don't have an enforced structure it's very very hard so that is something I'm pledging in second year to be much much better at but my circumstances are hopefully going to change which I'll tell you guys about later on when it's all kind of finalized which would be amazing Uh, but that's for another time And that kind of leads me on to my tenth lesson of the year, which is I can achieve whatever I put my mind to, which I really feel is just really encompasses the whole year of the PhD and PhDs in general is that if you put your mind to it, if you have the support, if you have the want, the desire, the passion to learn and to do the unthinkable, you can. And I think I really learned that and it goes for everything. Having that mindset, having that, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to figure this out, no matter what, is so positive And it's something that I learned, you know, really early on is I was like, I've done quite well um, in my first year. I've done a lot of things. I have uh, aimed to publish a couple of times. There's been a lot of things that have been happening that uh, have been quite good. And I didn't realise it would be so good, especially because I was self funded and all that. So it really helped me realise, you know, if you put your mind to it, if you're passionate, if you're interested in it then it will work out and you will achieve it, you just have to keep going, you just have to never give up and the only difference between someone who fails and someone who succeeds is they they don't give up and I totally and utterly believe that but it is so so difficult to keep going and to keep pushing when especially when things don't seem like they're ever going to work and I've been there multiple rejections this year as well uh, which is just kind of the way of it but no matter what, you always get to the better better place in the end and make the make it work for you, which has just been so incredibly important for me and and a great lesson to kind of take out of the first year. But I do not I've not yet had my annual progression review, which basically you just get like a little um it's like a conversation and a presentation, things like that, about what you've been doing, and they basically assess you. In, suggest if you needed to do more things or if you need to be more present in other things or uh, kind of passing you to the next year people don't really fail it but they can get like suggestions things like that it's just kind of a bit of a stressful thing but hopefully that all goes well when it comes up and pray for me with that but apart from that I really hope you guys enjoyed this little reflective podcast I encourage you to look back on the past year and think about 10 nice things that you feel you've gained maybe better to do in December but for me this is the year the PhD coming to a close which is pretty crazy but I really really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast please do share it with someone who might benefit from it who might enjoy it like as well also please do follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to podcast it helps so much thank you guys again for watching listening and i will speak to you all next week bye